Headline Hollywood. Entertainment cronies and cinema elitists hand out awards for excellence in moving pictures. Sometimes the winners don't hold up to the test of time. So we're here in the future to tell them how they got it wrong. This is Switch the Envelope. Hey! Welcome to Switch the Envelope, the podcast that aims at rewriting Hollywood Award history. My name is Corey. My name is Jeff. How are you doing today, Jeff? I'm doing fantastic. We have a guest with us in studio today. Oh, two weeks in a row, a special guest. I know, special week for us. Mm. So, why don't we introduce our guest, Corey, you know her best. <laughs> Uh, in that both of us know her the the same amount. <laughs> she is the host of a new podcast that's going to be on Riff Laugh. Yes, here, our our parent network. Um, very excited to have her in cross promotional <laughs> fashion. Uh, the podcast is going to be called Sex with Candy. Please welcome to switch the envelope our guest tonight, Nikki O. Thank you. Hi, Nikki. How's it going? I'm doing very well, thanks. Uh, are you familiar with what we do on this podcast? I've heard it many, many times. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, she didn't say she liked it, but she's heard it, so that's a plus. Oh, I love it. It's hilarious. <laughs> awesome. So for anybody that doesn't know, the basic concept of our podcast is that we take a year, let's say 1950, usually we're not that far back, but mm. we take a year like 1950, we look at the Academy Award winner from that year, and we decide whether or not that was the best film from that year, and whether it should have won. If it shouldn't have, we switch the envelope. So we decide a movie that could have been better, and if there was a movie that we think is better, we switch it to that movie. And then all the Wikipedias and all the academies oh, around the world change, change it, yeah. and laws change, and then that movie is... We're basically decided. like Quantum Leap, but for movies. <laughs> exactly, and that's why we have Al to help us. Right. So, Jeff, speaking of Al, why don't you go ahead and fire him up, and he'll go ahead and give us our year and our category for this year. All right. Let's go, Al. Let's tell us what our year and category is for this week. All right. Thank you, Al. It looks like we have our year and our category. This week, we are going to be dealing with, once again, Best Picture. Oh, okay. Best Picture. Are you familiar with movies at all, Nikki? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, well, that's a good start. <laughs> best picture. Okay, so with Beck's best picture, let me start again. With Beck's... Oh, try that one more time. <laughs> Third time's a charm, Jeff. <laughs> when we get our category and we pick best... Yep, no, you picked <laughs> solid, sure. solid gold. <laughs> this is the type of quality we should expect from you on Riff Laugh. <laughs> When we get our best picture and we get our category, we like to play a game right after that. And Corey likes to lead us in, and we call that game what, Corey? That's right, it's time for headlines. That's right, we like to play the game headlines, where I will ask Corey a year and a cat. Nope. Nope, not gonna do you that. Will, you will ask me. I will ask Corey. I will give Corey a. S Shit. Yeah, no, you're, you're good. <laughs> I will give Corey several headlines, and he will try and guess the year we are going to be working with based on the headlines I have given him. This year is very, very fun. I'm looking up some headlines right now, and it seems like some very important pop culture things have happened oh. during the year that is important for us in the Gen X, Gen Y millennial generations. 
the Zenial, uh, the Zenial, Zenial generation. generations, which may or may not be an actual thing. <laughs> eh, it was made up on the internet, so whatever. Yeah, right. All right, all right. Okay, so this is probably something from childhood era. It's pretty childhoodish. Okay, that's a big clue. No, it's a big clue. <laughs> is childhoodish a word? Childhoodish. Childhoodish. Yeah, those those are uh, like children who are like of the corn bad actors. <laughs> They're childhoodish. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here we go, Mr. Corey mm-hmm. and Nikki. She can play one. Okay. Um, so, since you have no idea what year this is, I'll, I'll allow our guest to play our game. <laughs> <laughs> this is the year that Coca-Cola oh. created the worst marketing decision in marketing history. Oh, and released <laughs> new Coke. <laughs> New Coke. <laughs> oh yeah, it was a it was a complete disaster. Not in that it was a bad product, but in that so many. No, it was people, a bad. It was a shit product. I, I don't know. I never. They were I'd trying to make Coke it. more like Pepsi. They made it sweeter. So they made it sweeter. Yeah. And because the choice of a new generation was kicking their ass. Sure. So. But in taste tests, New Coke won out over original Coke. Every I time. will take that Pepsi fucking challenge any day, man. But because people are so loyal to that brand and that that product because it was like the number one soda drink do you know this they year or not man <laughs> no i'm stalling uh new coke let's it, see it only new Hold coke on. only lasted three months by the way it only lasted three months only lasted three months <sighs> before before classic coke came back. okay so mm, mm. stranger things just happened and they featured speaking new speaking of <laughs> as he drinks his old coke <laughs> classic it's classic uh, not old. It's classic. Um, I, no, I found a stockpile of new Coke. <laughs> you found a crate? Yeah. <laughs> it, you found a, a crate of new Coke and a crate of clear Pepsi, or Pepsi Clear? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Zima. <laughs> Zima, well, yeah, going back a few episodes, Zima is the, our guest makes you the life of the here. party. <laughs> yeah. We were talking about Zima. Oh, yeah. boy. And she had no idea what we were talking about. Yeah. Well, yeah. She's a... Millennial. Is she? She's, she's millennial. She's millennial for sure. Yeah, we're Absolutely. slightly older. She's a than lot younger than us. I'm a cusper. You know, I'm a cusper. I'm not on any cusp. Um, let's see here. Stranger Things uh, new season came out and they featured new Coke. Now mm-hmm. I know that they try to be very close to real timelines, but there was an uproar because there was a specific color of M and M's that they <laughs> that they had in the show that did not exist. Blue. Uh, no, it was like um, like red M and M's. There was something about food coloring in that like mid eight. Ooh, mid eighties. Ha, mid eighties. Stranger Things, um, where they discontinued the red M and M's and they switched it for orange M and M's because there was uh, something to do with red food color, like red number five or whatever. And so they, or maybe it was the yellow. One of the one of the the, the M and M's was not right in Stranger Things. Hmm. So I'm hoping. That new that the new Coke thing was more accurate because I think Stranger Things happens. Do you in have an answer? 19... I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to cut you off. Any... So you're saying in the '80s? I know this is in the '80s because I know New Coke is in the Moving '80s. Moving on. I don't know what fucking year Stranger Things happened. This is the year that 19... Michael Jordan had his rookie year. Anybody out there that knows basketball, this is Michael Jordan's rookie year. I don't know basketball. <laughs> well, you suck. <laughs> Michael Jordan's rookie year where he was named Rookie of the Year mm. because he is phenomenal. It was this year. 
I was a fan of Michael Jordan in the 90s because every kid was a fan of Michael Jordan in the 90s, but that was like 91, 92, when he was winning all the championships with the Bulls. And the shoes. Man. Um, I think Jordans are still... I'm, are that still a thing? Yeah. There. So we've got Stranger Things and their new Coke. Michael Jordan starting... I never mentioned Stranger Things. Oh, no, I'm saying Stranger Things used a new Coke. That's my my context clue. Pop culture, <laughs> new pop culture. Stranger Things were still a were like still a sperm thought they, in the balls of the. They were not the even director. cells. I don't think <laughs> at that point. Um, Moving on. Oh, I, I, 1983. I don't know. No, it was not 83. Close though. Mm. We also had this year was the year a fantastic year. For any gamer or person at Comic-Con, okay. this is the year that Nintendo released the NES system across America. Like OG Nintendo system. The original, the Mario, Mario Brothers. So b- before this, there was only like Atari. Atari and ColecoVision. ColecoVision. Yeah. Which hooked up to your, your television, TV, yeah. but it had like a you big... Pong. Big or you played on your, with on your Apple IIc, Apple IIe... Right. Ooh, okay, so ni- not 1983. Nintendo feels like 1984. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty confident about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, this is the year that Calvin and Hobbes. Oh, fuck. Okay. I, I was real First close. year. First year of Calvin and Hobbes. I know this. I I, I am a Calvin and Hobbesophile. <laughs> Calvin and Hobbesophile. Yeah. Too so bad we, we cut I that know, joke. I know, we cut that joke. <laughs> uh, I, I really, really, really do love Calvin and Hobbes. Uh, and I know for a fact that Bill Watterson started Calvin and Hobbes in 1985. Awesome. You couldn't figure out that the new Coke was in 1985 or Michael nope. Jordan's rookie year? Mm-mm. Okay. It makes a lot of sense, 1985. I think they put that year on Stranger Things. <laughs> like at the very beginning, they were like, summer of 1985. Just couldn't remember fuck year that was. Yeah, 1985. Woo, I did it. Everybody's applauding. Uh, I add in an applause track. (laughs) That makes me feel less awkward. And a ding. There's usually a ding and applause track. How long have you been doing this, man? Yeah. All right. I only hear crickets, so. Yeah, well, right now. (laughs) All right, so thank you very much, Corey. So that means we are going to be doing... The Movies of 1985, which is the Academy Award winners from 1986. Ooh, okay, so how 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 familiar you are familiar are you with movies from 1985, Nikki? Well, I was a little older than both of you, so mm-hmm. probably a little more familiar. Okay, all right. I was in elementary school still. Okay, I was two. Years old, right? Yeah. Not two T O O. Also, no, I wasn't. I wasn't also in elementary school. I was still three or so years away from from seeing that. Yeah, I well, probably have never seen any of these films. Despite my age, I am very familiar with these these all these films. Okay, and I will say that the winners of the Academy Awards from this year are shit. Okay, cool. Yeah, let's now let's, the movies that came out in 1985 are fantastic. 19, uh, you know what? One of my favorite film franchises started in 1985. My favorite film, fr- it's not it's not yours, it's mine. Man. It's mine. It's mine. It's my favorite. It's film my franchise. favorite film franchise came out this year. You can't take it from me. No, it's it's mine. Great Scott Jeff, it's my favorite film franchise. <laughs> Unless right. you're talking about Rambo, I, I don't know. I was talking about Rambo. Oh. Well, Rambo started two years before. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, all right. 
Uh, no. Okay. So Al, bring up uh, information on 1986 Academy Awards. Thank you, Al. So right now we're going to go over all the nominees and the winner of the Academy Awards for 1986. Uh, why don't you start us off, Corey? The nominees are Out of Africa, who also won. Have you ever seen Out of Africa, Nikki? No. Yeah, you're not missing much. <laughs> it won an Academy Award, I but as much. oh, it is a snooze fest. The Color Purple. It is The Color Purple. Uh, Kiss of the Spider Woman. Pritzy's Honor. Pritzy's Honor. <laughs> and Witness. Witness is a good film. Witness was, was decent. It was fine. None of these films are great films. Yeah, I wouldn't watch. Go back. No, 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 no. no. Hold on. Color Purple is a Color really, Purple really good is film. Is a really great film. Uh, I, I do go back and watch that film often. Okay. And I'm not. I'm not making that up. I love that film. The scene when she's they the two people are singing at each other. The one in the church and the yep. one on the river thing, and they go back and forth and singing the jazz and. It's a great scene. Yeah, they, they do the sort of like New Orleans style march from the, the yep. and then the, jazz club. And to then the, the soul singers are going down the mm-hmm. that is one of the best music scenes in a movie. There's there's really good done. stuff that happens in, in the they color purple. Bust there's, through the church singing. There's and also sh- some jumps in time in that movie that made my head spin. Where? The, like Oprah punches a white lady and then all of a sudden it's eight years later. It's like, wait. Why are we suddenly on Oprah's timeline? I thought she was a side character. Nah. <laughs> there's, you know, there's some stuff in the movie that doesn't ruin the movie necessarily, but like, you know, I was like, wait, what? You know, it, it was, uh, it was a little jarring as far as like a tightly wrapped piece of cinema to win Best Picture or like to be nominated for Best Picture. Like th- these nominees kind of set a low bar for what you should expect from 1985 cinema, but there were so many other good films in 1985. You know? Like, it, it, was, a good, it was a good year for movies. Well, The Color Purple, the point of the, the year hops, if you will, is to show that shit didn't change. <laughs> right. No, 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 no. But the, there's, a, there's a, like, consistent vignette through Whoopi Goldberg's right. uh, character's perspective. Then it, in the middle, or, like, towards the end there, it shifts to Oprah, Whoopi Goldberg goes, no, don't do it. And then Oprah crosses the line with a white lady. And then they jump ahead eight years. And it's like, why didn't we get to know, like, what happened with Whoopi Goldberg's character? Like, why did we switch perspective here? Like, why why did we, well, not perspective. Like, why did we change, like, who our main character is all of a sudden? Yeah, but they didn't really because towards, because in the end of the movie, you're not. Well, it snaps back, but like. Because you're not in Oprah's perspective the rest of the movie you're still in Whoopi Goldberg's perspective look we're gonna get into all of this <sighs> so yeah th- those are the traditional nominees for uh best picture I'm sure we'll find some that were uh also worth mentioning from 1985 that's, that's one thing we do here too is like we'll we'll suggest alternates so you know when we get through our top grossing movies if you want to flag a movie for consideration uh let it let us know and we'll pencil it into the list there Nikki all right, let's go ahead now and move on to a peek behind the Oscars. Actually, before we move oh, on, son of a bitch, <laughs> we just have to say that we got a lot of we got a, our last episode the the top rom coms, top twenty rom coms of top all 20 time. Best rom-coms. We actually got a lot of uh, good responses from all of you on Twitter and on Instagram. So yes. thank you for all of that. We got a lot of hate from some of you. 
And uh, <laughs> some people were not not thrilled. Guys, yeah, some of you are not thrilled, and I actually am so excited about that I am because too. my my list that I wanted did not come through, and and a lot of the movies that I wanted to be on there, I got a lot of a lot of love for some of the films that I thought should have been on there. You know, so we really should have had Princess Bride on there. We really should have had Princess Bride. We really yeah. should have had. We we got a. I the next day, Corey, I had someone text me. The definitive meaning behind Bull Durham. <laughs> and it made me cry, no, you, man. You know what we should have done? Instead of just singling out the cutting edge and the Mighty Ducks, uh, we should have just said sports rom-coms. <laughs> we should have just made a huge category. and It would have included your Tin Cup. It would have included Bull Durham. It would have included a lot of, a lot of movies for love of the game. So that's not very funny. You know what we forgot? Hmm. What? Which I was reminded of through through the uh, through the instas. Hmm. Uh, we forgot the Matthew McConaughey movie, uh, Girls of uh, Ghosts of Girlfriends, Ghosts of Girlfriends Past. Past. That is a Christmas movie. It is a Christmas movie. We could have done a category really. of Christmas rom coms. It's really not because not he didn't Christmas celebrate Christmas just, at all. It just doesn't it happen it during just Christmas alludes time. Alludes to the name. And isn't it like the whole Ebenezer Scrooge story? <laughs> it is, but it's not. It's centered around a wedding. Oh, not Christmas. Emma, Not really. Emma Stone is in it. I, I don't know. She but is. it is a great movie. Oh, she, she is. She, she plays, plays his one of the first girlfriend. It's probably his best rom-com. Really? But for some reason, we don't ever talk about it. I, I completely You know, when forgot. you and I are sitting around with cigars talking about rom-coms? Yeah, yeah. as we do. <laughs> we do. See, I think it's more disturbing <laughs> you're talking about rom-coms. Maybe that's why people were upset. <laughs> hey, look... We have a different we have a different uh we have a different perspective here. It's very different from Lindsay last week. We have the <laughs> Sex with Candy podcast over here. All right. All yeah. right, Co. So moving on. We we had a very L- fun less, time less romantic talking about the uh yes, less romantic over here. We had a very fun time talking about those and we got a lot of feedback. So thank you for all your feedback. And now we're gonna talk about um nineteen eighty five. Nineteen eighty five and the Academy Awards 1986, we're at, can I now go behind yes. the, the Oscars? <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, this is the 58th annual Academy Awards. Any guesses at who hosted? Yes, I'm going to take a wild guess. Wild guess, And Jeff. say it was so Robin Williams. Correct, Robin Williams. Holy but shit. he wasn't the only one. Um, was he mashed together with somebody else? He was mashed with a war doctor hero and okay. a traitor. Okay. <laughs> somebody he's mashed together with. Alan Alda. Alan Alda was also yeah. a host, yes. Um, honestly, I have no idea who they else. Ex- she exercised her way right onto that stage. Exercised her way. Was she someone from The Exorcist? No. Oh, okay. Like... She fucking jazzercised. <laughs> oh, wait. Okay. I was like, I went with Jane Fonda. Jane Fonda! Yes, Jane Fonda, in her second appearance on the Oscars host stage, uh, Alan Alda and Robin Williams, they were having uh, sex. No, sex. no, no, no. They they really That's wanted. My line. They really wanted. <laughs> That's where I come in. <laughs> they they really wanted to like improve the Oscars, right? They they uh, they brought so they in came on wearing socks. No, no, no. Like they they uh, but wearing only the socks. socks. They got a they got new producers, a new director. And uh, they they went after Robin Williams. He was the first to sign on, and then eventually Alan Alda and Jane Fonda signed on as well. That's weird because I feel like Robin Williams could have done it himself. 
He probably could have, but uh, he was doing a lot of blow. You know, they wanted to have insurance <laughs> you know. just in case he didn't make it out of a commercial break. They were just like, Jane, go. <laughs> Are you kidding? You think Alan Alda and Jane Fonda weren't doing a lot of blow at that time? Oh, I'm sure they it were. It was too. the 80s. Yeah, everybody. Um, let's see here. They, the. <laughs> So they, they hired they hired Robin Williams first because they were like, we'll get a huge name. Robin Williams is like number one in comedy. He'll make it funny. It's going to be a great show. Everybody's going to love it. You want to hear some of the the uh, the critical response to like just some snippets from some uh, write ups about I this do. particular Oscars. Please tell me. So uh, Terrence O'Flattery of the San Francisco Chronicle at the time wrote last night's sustained release Oscar pill moved faster <laughs> through the system than most. So. Okay. That would be the Coke. <laughs> yeah. It was clippy, but ugh. Uh, but from a standpoint of taste, it was the worst in years. <laughs> awesome. Uh, uh, speaking specifically about Al, uh, Alda, Fonda, and Williams together as, as hosts, he said together they immediately placed a fatal suggestion in the viewer's mind that there must be a shortage of elegant people in the movie industry today. Oh. A suspicion... That was sustained again and again throughout the dis- disjointed, unattractive program. So apparently, this Oscars sucked. <laughs> well, you could tell it sucked based on... The nominees? The nominees. <laughs> but here's the problem. The reason I wanted to do this Oscar so much is because every popcorn movie you can think of came out this year. Oh, yeah. It's going to be exciting when we this hit the This uh, is the, the highest year. Grossing. If you just talk about movies that came from this year... Everyone is a classic. If you think of 80s movies, mm-hmm. they came from this year, with the exception of Top Gun. Every other <laughs> 80s movie came from this year, and none of them were nominated for well, anything. Some of them were nominated, but not a lot won. There was one movie in particular that just kind of took all the Oscars. And it sucked. <laughs> I agree. It was, yeah, out of Africa, blue. It led the nominations with the color and purple. And it's a movie where Meryl Streep gets syphilis. She and does, it was still terrible. Yum. That's one of the best parts of the movie. Yes, she gets syphilis. <laughs> it's one of the most exciting parts of the movie. The director came to her and said, hey, look, we're going to make a film where you get a STD. She, and she was like, fuck yeah. She goes on a hunt. She crosses through like hunting grounds in wild Africa. She brings her husband supplies. He's happy. He fucks her. She goes back home and she gets syphilis. From the husband? From her husband, yeah. I thought she got syphilis in Africa and had to go home to get it Well, she still lives in Africa because if you remember the opening of the movie, she says about 80 times, I once had a a farm in Africa. Yeah. I once had a farm in Africa. And she got the really bad Danish accent. Oh, it's it's not great. Not, Not Meryl Streep's best. Yeah. But you know we'll we'll get we'll get into the the why that movie sucks uh, in part two. But uh, moving, we just kind of we just kind of hit the bullet points right there. We I did, mean, we did, with the exception of how long syphilis. it is. Syphilis, bad accent. I thought bad the accent, syphilis was Africa, kind of a good point of the movie. I, hunting. I, I look at that as kind of a coffee, colonization, <laughs> mistreatment of natives. <laughs> that's that's the the you know Robert Redford you know. <laughs> okay, so keep going with your behind the All right, Oscars. behind the Oscars. So uh, the color purple, like I was saying, out of Africa. And the color purple both led the Academy Awards this year with the most nominations, with eleven apiece. Yeah, they did. Uh, Out of Africa won seven of those eleven. The color purple won nothing. As one of the the biggest uh, travesties of this particular Oscars is that the color purple, which is arguably one of the best films of the year, 
uh, got absolutely no recognition. Like, not even a writing or a supporting actor or a, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, they none of none of the people that worked on this film got recognized for their... And if you look back to all the people that were in the film, mm-hmm. you can look at it as their best work. Uh, some some of them, I mean... You're not going to look at Whoopi Goldberg and be like, hey, jump a Jack Flash. That was your best film. <laughs> no. But if you go at Whoopi... if you talk about Whoopi Goldberg, you're going to talk about... Color Purple, color Ghost, purple. you know, like... Man, I can't talk tonight. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's the uh, Jack Daniels you put in your, in your yeah. new Coke. Uh, it's a Jack and New Coke. It's a Jack and New Coke. <laughs> um... The Color Purple with Zero Wins joins uh, a movie called The Turning Point as the most nominated movie in Oscars history with no wins. Yeah, I could see that. Most nominated movie with no wins. Not because it's not good, but I can see that because it's back then they were a racist academy. It is terrible. Well, it is It is interesting to note that one movie is about uh, white people colonizing Africa. And another movie is about uh, the plight of the African American community at from the turn of the century into you know the 30s or 40s, whenever the, like there's a long span of time that that movie takes place, um, dealing with the struggles within their own community, uh, the struggles of being a a woman, like a, a so it's, a minority. Color purple is more about the struggles within their own community than it is. No, no, but, but it, like there's the whole line about like. Uh, when she finally leaves her, her husband, she's like, I may be poor, I may be black, I may be a woman, I may be ugly, but damn it, I'm here. You know, which is a, a really great line. Uh, and it's a great moment in that particular movie. But it sort of encompasses like the plight of, at the time, what was sort of the lowest on the sort of American totem pole, right? If you were poor, if you were black, if you were a woman, and you were, you know, unattractive. There was little hope for you. Like that that um is the whole underlying sentiment of that movie. And she overcomes it and she becomes a landowner and she, you know, has she gets her family back and like it, it's a, a quite a successful story towards the end, but she goes through a lifetime of shit, you know. Um the movie that they recognized was White People Colonizing Africa, which seems like fuck you, Hollywood. <laughs> uh moving on through our behind the Oscars, um, John Huston, he directed Pritzy's Honor. Yes. Pritzy's Honor. Pritzy's he Honor. Uh, becomes the oldest director Fuck. to be nominated for Best Director uh, at 79. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, oldest director. Fun, fun times. He made an old person movie. <laughs> it's not an old person movie. Uh, well, it, it, is, old it is not at all an old person movie. It feels like such a It is not old an old person, person movie. movie. I don't know why you think that. that this movie is a fun... Yeah. It's no it's, Mr. and Mrs. Smith is all I'm saying. It's not supposed to be. It's it kind of is though. <laughs> because you're watching you're looking at it with a with a lens about already seeing Mr. and Mrs. Yeah, Smith. I know. You think of it that way. I know. I, I did not I did not enjoy Prince's Honor is fine. Prince's Honor is a good movie. It's fine. It's, it's got, got Jack Nicholson. Jack at his Nicholson best. is annoyed the fuck out of me in this movie with his <laughs> with his fucking voice that he was doing. What he was doing? He was the, like trying he, to be do, De Niro. Italian. He was doing the no. He was doing. He was, doing he was a, trying to do this doing thing a, right Italian, here, and everything yeah, felt so guy. cartoony and not like. What are you doing? Because just, the whole movie is supposed to be cartoony. Yeah, but Jack Nicholson can just be Jack, and nobody would have cared. Okay, but first of all, I hope everybody has seen this movie because I'm going to spoil the ending. But what I love about Pritzi's honor is he fucking kills his the girly like unlike. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. He so, actually ends up killing. I have an the issue with likes. that as well because she, throughout the movie, proves to be the better assassin. Yet, on a game of draw, he he gets the best of her because why? 
He's a man. There you go. <laughs> I think the reason he wins is because, okay, no. He's Jack Nicholson and she's Kathleen Turner. <laughs> because he's Jack Nicholson and she's Kathleen Turner. And who's the one that ends up consoling him in the end? Angelica Houston. Angelica Houston, the yeah. daughter of the fucking director. Yeah. I think no, that's I why. It's it's a man's why. world. We just live in it. It's not it's because it's a man's world. It's it more because Angelica Houston world. plays the ending scene. That's the underlying with Jack Nicholson, so that he can console Jack Nicholson. Thing that's going on here with that story. And who won the Who won the Academy Award for over Oprah? Angelica Houston that year. That's true. Yeah, because Get it, her because oldest old balls daddy <laughs> gave her direct gave her daughter. The, the, the part chance of a movie. lifetime, yeah. And now Angelica Houston is, you know, Angelica Houston. Sure. I, n- nothing against Angelica Houston. She's she's a fine actress. Uh, she becomes the first third-generation actor to win uh, an Academy Award behind her father, John, and her grandfather, Walter So we're celebrating Houston. nepotism? Go nepotism! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Uh, that's Hollywood. <laughs> Hollywood so is, she is, becomes the third person to, to let her father give her a job. Yeah, she's behind Sophia Coppola. She's basically and Sophia Coppola, Cage. but like can can act. Uh, I don't think Sophia Coppola is a bad actress. I think she is a. <laughs> eh. <laughs> she's no, she's not. She's not great in front of the camera. She is. She's a wonderful storyteller. She's not. She's not good in front of the camera. Hmm. Uh, Angelica Houston. I think Francis Ford Coppola was trying to. I think just Angelica. He was Houston trying to John is, Houston, is, his daughter, is easier on the eyes than Sophia. Coppola. Angelica Houston is easy on the eyes. Would Would we agree about this? Have you ever seen Angelica Houston? I think she's a very handsome woman. <laughs> Angelica yeah, Houston easy. is a pretty is a pretty woman. easy on the eyes, but I, I think she's a very handsome woman. Maybe Agnes of God. So, just so you know, uh, I believe that Angelica Houston has a younger woman. Very attractive. She didn't age well, but you can. I mean, that's not fair to give that to women. I mean, She's if you're, not, if no, no, you're no, Corey, I'm if not, you're a feminist oh like you, See, you're, like you, you think <laughs> you are. You gotta th- say that women can age well. Okay, you don't have to have the plastic surgery and stuff. I believe a woman is beautiful for the way she looks, not I the way she should look. I don't have a problem with the way she aged. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm gonna I tell have, that to your wife, man. I was uh, less. I, I was just as attracted to her as a young woman as I am attracted to her as an old woman. It doesn't sound which like Which is it. not very much. It does not sound like it. <laughs> it's just, I, I'm not into Angelica Houston. She's, she's sort of like, she, she has this like androgynous beauty to her. Are you calling her a man? No, 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 no. no. I'm saying that she's... Androgynous means you're not... You don't have a yeah, feminine she, or masculine qualities, which are... She's like, are, she's are like a non, to tell me what non-binary. Means? I'm just saying that... You're androgynous. Maybe, We're going to talk about this on the on the andro- Sex with Candy I'm podcast. I'm not androgynous, We're talking about androgyny. Could Anybody could be. She she is is uh, striking, I'll give you that, in the way that like Annie Lennox is Very striking. Angular features. Yeah, right? So let's move on to the next thing. All right. Uh, this Academy Awards was the first... Awards? The Awards. I, I don't know why my, my voice just drifted <laughs> into You're trying to do the Dutch accent that Meryl Streep did in <laughs> Out of Africa. Uh, yeah, I, I once Canadian. had a farm in Africa. <laughs> um, this was the first Academy Awards where all the leading acting nominees were born in the United States. I find that very interesting. Cool. And the final little tidbit... This was the first Latin American film to win Best Foreign Language Film at the Oscars. The film was called The Official Story. I believe it was from Argentina. Um, 
It's the first Latin American film to win uh, to win an Academy Award for Best Foreign Language Film. Well, that's great. Yeah. So, awesome. you know, props props to those south of the border. Awesome. And in 1985, mm-hmm. I mean, they were supplying all the cocaine. Right. Cocaina. Right? We, did, just, we weren't going to know that for 20-something years. I've just been watching a lot of Narcos lately, so <laughs> I've been watching a lot about the, the cocaina. <laughs> so, um, you know. And, mm-hmm. I, and after watching, like, uh, what is that, uh, 10 episodes a season, an hour each... I've been watching a lot of Narcos, yeah. so I There's feel like, like I know seasons? Spanish. I know Spanish. You're like chopping up some aspirin. <laughs> <laughs> I know Spanish. it's four hours. It's uh, four four seasons. Four I seasons? watched Narcos Mexico, mm. uh, where uh, Michael Pena isn't it? Oh, Michael! I like Michael Pena. I do too. And I couldn't figure out where the f- main character of the first season was, but I, then I figured out he's from uh, Game of Thrones. I was like, oh, Game of Thrones guy. I was going to say, isn't it Colombia? <laughs> well, the first one's Colombia, and the second <laughs> one's Mexico. Yeah. All right, so that is a peek behind the Oscars of 1985. Uh, let's now shift focus to the highest grossing films, the top 10 highest grossing films of 1985. Ooh, can I guess? Uh, guess what? Highest grossing films. The highest grossing film? Or just, just which just ones were some? The, some. Okay, go ahead. Mask. Uh, mask. With uh, Cher and... Eric Stoltz. Eric Stoltz and... Laura Dern. Laura Dern and the famous quote and smoking. No, <laughs> well he just. I was saying that. who else was in the film? Come on, come on. Who do we dedicate our episodes I to? I mean, there's a mustache in this film. Sam Motherfucking Elliot. <laughs> Sam Elliot is in there. Mask. We go. <laughs> yes, uh, Mask was good enough to be. 15th. He has a vest on in this <laughs> he film. Does. He does. Have a vest. <laughs> Sam Elliott wears a vest Sam and he rides Elliott a motorcycle and he's got a, oh, hi, doggy. There's a doggy in my lap. <laughs> yeah, the studio puppy is in full force right now. Yeah, he is. What did you do, um, baby? Yeah, Mask was good enough to make 15th on, on the list. 15th on the 15th list of our top 10. List. 15th on the list of our top 10. Yeah, other other uh, you know films that came Teen out this Wolf. year. Teen Wolf came out this year. What um, was it on our top 10? Oh, Teen Wolf was not top 10. Yeah. Fuck, Teen that should have been top 10. Wolf. Oh, you're, you're, where are you, Teen Wolf? Not in the top 20. Mm, Teen Wolf was 26th. 26th? 26th on the list, yes. Getting With, beat out by Brewster's Millions, Pee-wee's Big Brewster's Adventure. Millions came out? Have you guys ever seen Brewster's Millions? Yes. I have, Brewster's Millions. One of Richard Pryor's not-so-great movies. <laughs> Him and John Candy. It's, pretty, yeah. it's actually pretty good. I like the concept of that movie. Brewster's Millions, is, is uh, it was fun. It's a fun 80s film. But yeah. National Lampoon's European Vacation beat out Mask. That's true. Really? Number fourteen. <laughs> Number fourteen. Because okay, well, if you've seen Vacation and you come off strong Vacation, and then you're like, oh man, I'm gonna see the sequel to Vacation. Vacation. You see va- European Vacation, and you go, what the fuck just happened? Because that movie's not that great. Yeah, European Vacation is. Uh, I mean, it's got boobs. Would you European like va- it in the can? No, I think I'll have it right here. <laughs> <laughs> European Vacation's funnier when you have the when you quote it. Absolutely. Who the hell were those assholes? <laughs> the whole, Pizza shit on me. I, God, I miss Jack. <laughs> oh, the yes. whole time that they're just Nikki? running running into... Is it John Cleese? Yeah. Is it John Cleese when they're in England and they just keep running him over? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not John no, Cleese. No, that's uh, Eric Idle. Eric Idle. Eric Idle. Eric Idle. That's Eric Idle. Eric Idle. It's only a flesh he says, wound. He says he quotes himself and he says no. just a flesh it's, wound. It's my leg. I have another. <laughs> Fucking hilarious. Uh, the best Duran oh, Duran song to ever come out of a Bond Big film. Ben. A Rio? View, view to a Kill. 
A View to a Kill? That was a View to a Kill. That, seven. that was Duran Duran? Yeah, I think so. Was it Duran not? Duran Duran? I don't know. Maybe not. Tina Turner or someone did the View to a Kill. Mm, I don't know. Twitter, hit us up. <laughs> who's who's right? Jeff, Jeff or I. At Switch Envelope. I'm pretty um, sure it's not Duran Duran. I thought... Duran Duran. I thought the Duran Duran song is called A View to a Kill. <laughs> okay. So, uh, you know, European Vacation came out this year. Is mm-hmm. there anything else Chevy Chase that came out this year? Fletch. Oh, my God. Fletch came out this you year. You mean the greatest Chevy Chase film of all time? Uh, yes. That trash bag of a person came out with a great comedy. He's not a trash bag of a person. Maybe in person, but who else? <laughs> so, like in real life. Well, Katherine Heigl's also a trash person. She is we don't, a trash bag of a person. We don't talk about, I mean, who cares? These are movie stars. Yeah. Do you pro. know them? Do they call you at home? <laughs> Do you know them? <laughs> um, yes, Fletch came out. It was good good enough to be number 12, but not good enough to beat Police Academy 2, their first are assignment. Are you kidding me? I, Fletch didn't beat Fletch Police Academy? Fletch was not better than a Police Academy 2. I got to say, though, Fletch, if you have not seen Fletch, <clears throat> go out and watch it. It's pretty good film. If you, I mean, it's an '80s film though, but it's a pretty Fletch, good film. Fletch is dated, Hysterical. but it's great. And its theme song is surprisingly close to back to Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> that was a that was a. I mean, even um, fucking Witness. The, the opening to Witness sounds very Beverly Hills Cop. We're gonna have to. Maybe we should. Maybe we should on the. Maybe we should throw do, some. Of do those a songs mashup out. of all of those songs ah. right <laughs> now. Synthesizer. Just get a synthesizer. <laughs> Al, throw some of those songs on there right now. There we go. Throw them underneath us. Saint Elmo's Fire came out this year. Great film, um, Rob Lowe. Yeah, at his it's hottest. The, it's the whole Brat Pack is is in Very that movie. Emilio Estevez, Demi Moore. You always forget Demi Moore Demi is part Moore? of the Brat Pack. Is it Demi? I thought it Demi. was Demi. 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 Spelled Demi, Demi but Demi. it's Demi. Why Demi? you do this to me, Demi? It's like Kirstie Alley, but Kirstie. 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 Kristen. I've just been watching watching a lot of Cheers right now. So <laughs> when she, the, you know, the years that she was in it. Uh, did we mention Teen Wolf? We, we did, did. Went, we we did, did mention Teen Wolf. Wolf. Yeah. Uh, Weird Science came out this year. Fuck. Woo-hoo. Weird Science. Do, 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 do. Woo. Whatever happened to Wyatt? Oh, oh Wyatt he's teaching do? at UC Irvine. Is he really? Yeah. Really? Shout out to Wyatt. At UC Irvine. Yeah. <laughs> what does he teach? I don't know. Let's find out. <laughs> um, well, he did one other film after, after Weird Science. Weird Science 2. No, he did one other film after Weird Science. Weird I remember science. seeing him Still science Elon Mitchell Smith. Yeah, yeah. No, Ellen. Ellen? It's Ellen, yeah. Really? There's not two L's. Demi. No, it's Ellen. Demi. <laughs> and Demi. Uh, he, he, but he did some other film after Weird Science, but. Oh, look how nerdy he looks, and he was so hot as a teenager. Mm. You thought he was hot? I mean, yeah, they, that, were, they were nerds in that movie. But they weren't. They he were played like the, the nerdy nerds. of the two nerds. But was a young woman, we said. Oh, those two are so cute. Student no, but no we're... people my age thought Robert Downey and the other guy with the curly hair were hot. We were like, gosh, those guys are douches. They played the but, douchey hot ones. But they weren't hot for us. They looked way too old to be in the part. Anthony Michael Hall and No, they didn't. Ilan Mitchell Smith looked way younger. You think they play they think Robert Downey Jr. was too hot too, too hot? Was too, too old, old to be in that part? Absolutely. Hmm. I never thought that. Hmm. Well, I am going to go watch that movie after this, though. They said it would be cool. And I still got to find out what Chet says at that one line. Stude it, Buttwort. Yeah. <laughs> I want to turn on closed captions next time I watch <laughs> Okay, so let's get to our top 10. What's top 10? Give us number 10. Um, you're forgetting The Breakfast Club? It didn't make top 10? It did not make top 10. I'm not mentioning middle films I thought were on the top 10. 
I'm just saying The Breakfast Club was a great movie that came out in 1985. Honestly, it's kind of better than some of those films on this list. Well, let's go over the top 10 and then I'll say the other movies that are not. All right. All right. So number 10. Uh, I believe another Chevy Chase movie. Another Chevy Chase movie? Chevy Chase. Maybe he's in this movie. I don't know. All of the... the uh, so a lot of these movies in I the know 80s all those movies, so. that, that were like this kind of comedy feel like... Yeah, Chevy Chase was in that. Why do you say Chevy Chase? Chevy? Why do you say Chevy Chase? Chevy, is he Chevy? We went over this last time. Chevy. It's Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase. Yeah. It's like chocolate, but Chocolate. Chevy. Chocolate, but Chevy. All right, yeah. Chevy Chase. Uh, number 10. It's not like shave. Making, it's like chocolate. <laughs> making... $60 million was Spies Like Us. This is a Chevy Chase and a Dan Aykroyd film. See, everything that Dan Aykroyd is in at this era, I think, yeah, Chevy Chase is also in that movie. <laughs> this is really funny. It is. It is you a funny can, movie. You can actually go see this movie on Netflix. Is it on Netflix right this now? This is a funny movie. Oh, I'm going to go watch Spies Like Us. Yeah, it's a funny-ass movie. Yeah, it still holds up. It all actually, the, this does feel, hold, still hold up. All of those movies still are, they're incredibly dated, but they do hold up. This you know one is they do hold up. the reason why this the one is incredibly dated. Like all of those the burbs is Dan Aykroyd 80s movies. Dan Aykroyd isn't in the burbs. He's not in the movie. It's Tom Hanks. No, I know Tom Hanks is in it, but who plays the other? Uh, the other guy is like very a, Dan Aykroyd like. No, he's not Dan Aykroyd like. It's the guy that's like the. He's husky. Yeah, he's a husky guy. I don't know, but it is it is uh, Feldman. It's Corey Feldman mm, in there. Okay. Um, yeah, just just cut all of that. But the reason why that's dated. <laughs> The reason why spies like us is dated is because it's a war with, like, their the president is like, um, like against Russia. Oh. Yeah. And they send spies to Russia. It's to, a very cold to, war. Very cold war. Yeah. Right. So, like, our enemies are Russia in that. Right. Uh, number nine, beating out spies like us with uh, by like a one point three million dollars, is uh, The Goonies. One of my oh my god favorite such childhood a great movies. movie. The Goonies. I'm not sure. Also. That it's, Corey, Corey Feldman, Feldman, like we were talking Corey about with Feldman, the burbs. With the burbs, yeah. Um, the Goonies is so great. And I there, there's been a backlash on The Goonies recently where people have gone back and watched it. Or like millennials have watched it and been oh like, boy. Don't let them watch is, anything. That movie is terrible. They no, don't have you any respect. What? You know what I say to them? <laughs> Fuck millennials. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, The Goonies is great. Fuck you and your, and your fucking uh, Portland and your goddamn hippie shit. Stop wearing Sorry, your... hipster shit. Stop wearing hipster. your fucking... Hey, you guys, T-shirts and saying that the Goonies sucks. It does not. They never die. The movie is a classic. Yeah. Uh, moving on to number eight is a Academy Award nominated film. Uh, grossed uh, $68.7 million, and that is Witness, Harrison Ford. Great movie. Kelly McGillis, is that her name? Kelly McGillis. She looked like a hot-ass woman in, the, in Top Gun. Looked like a Amish woman in the other one. So She's Amish playing. women aren't hot? No, she, she's very she uh, of all of the Amish women. She's probably the hottest, though. Mm. Although I know in Top that Gun, Bonnet was really doing it for me. In Top Gun, <laughs> <laughs> in Top Gun, which comes out the year after, mm. they actually had an issue. She had an issue, and her agents had an issue because of how too hot. Snow, how scandalous they made her because they made her with the thigh, with the, the the leggings that had like the line that went up the back and everything. They made her like a little oh, too. No. Oh no. Not the leggings with one. Okay, of the do you guys remember Top Gun and how they, how much 
how they made her look. They looked like. Do you remember how Top Gun was overly sexualized? Everything. Yeah, but they made the 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 even volleyball. (laughs) They had greatest volleyball scene in the world. They had the instructor come in and they made her look like a a, an instructor from a porno. That movie is Kelly McGillis comes in and like, why do I look like I look like eighties to death? But she looks like an instructor from a bad porno, and she's like, I just came off of Witness. An Academy Award-winning movie where I played an Amish woman, and now yeah. I look like I'm a cheap that, a cheap that volleyball scene looks like it was shot out of a bad porno. Uh, what kind of porno? <laughs> I mean, what kind of porno kind are you? you what kind do you watch? Sports porn. Yeah. When you're on your tube, sports porn. When you're on your uh, your Pornhub, are you watching the sports <laughs> porn? I, I look. I look for sports porn. <laughs> Bull Durham. Sports porn. Yeah, you know. Lots Bull, of Bull lots do of him. Locker room Bull talk. <laughs> A lot of boys will be boys. <laughs> you know. See, I think you guys should do an episode of all the Academy Award nominees and turn the titles of them. No, I tried to get Corey to do an episode for the Angel. AVNs, and he won't do it. I don't watch enough mainstream porn to no, know. No, 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 no. You it's not about that. the names oh. of all the Academy Award me- and come up with original. Like the porn versions of every yes, nominated movie? Exactly. No, I'm talking about we have to do a lot of the research. Oh. I mean, I'll do it. Okay. You know, I, 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 okay. <laughs> Hopefully you won't be doing it together. <laughs> here's here's the thing. In today's day and age, I'm not paying for porn. <laughs> Who said about paying, man? I mean, if you want to get We're the stuff legitimate that gets nominated. Here. We're legitimate critics <laughs> yeah. here. Yeah, right? They should send us screeners. <laughs> send us all the screeners of the AVNs so we can get all our... I really need to get in-depth in that best anal category. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I need to know. Send us the screeners. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, So, number seven is a god-awful film. Ugh. uh, (laughs) Does that sound like No, it's not Princess Honor. Thinking of this film, just like, like... yeah, I have I have a like a reaction to this particular fucking film. It made seventy five million dollars, and I Star Wars. I can only imagine that it was like like book clubs going to see this movie, like wine clubs, book clubs really? going to see The Jewel of the Nile. It feels like that's not a bad film. Ugh, ugh. It's Kathleen Turner. Yeah, it's Kathleen Turner and um Michael Douglas. Michael God- Michael ugh. Douglas. It's a good movie. Ugh. It's a comedy. It sucks. It's not. It's not a bad movie. It's okay. I. I. It, it might be. But that it's supposed to be. I watched a this. Bad. A bad romance guess, novel. Girl guess, goes into it, the Nile. It is corny. It is stupid and corny. And it's supposed to be corny. Like, it's made I, to be a corny I, film. I, uh, it does not work on me. No oh, man. It. It might be that there's it, even a sequel to this film. Yeah. Which. Romancing the Stone, which I did not see. Oh wait, is this the sequel? Uh, this might be the sequel. I, I think this actually. I think is the Romancing sequel. the Stone is the uh, is the a, first, first one. one yeah. yeah. Uh, this this whole. Then you know what? I, this, I, why, I why why I spoke on a turn. I money. actually I actually haven't seen this one really. I've seen this one once or twice. Romancing the Stone is really funny. I don't know about this one. Ugh. It, either of those films for me is just, like no. I'm, no, Romancing no the Stone is actually really funny. Movie. I don't know about this one. It, it, the reason why I say book clubs is because it it. It like the the cover art, the trailer, everything about this movie feels like. But it's like meant to feel they like made that. A, they made a book, like they legit made a book. If it's, it's a movie. sequel, everybody back then didn't know that sequels were terrible. <laughs> no, but now the, people are learning. The whole point Judging of this by the fact is that, that everybody went to go see Police yes. Academy too. So, but you're <laughs> exactly. but you're you're making the point of the of the movie. It's it worked on you because the whole point of the selling of the movie is that she is a romance novelist who tries to live her fantasy. And go into 
the place where she writes about and live that fantasy. Yeah, and, and she I finds say, Ugh. falls in love with the real thing, which is this guy mm-hmm. who's who's dime store Indiana Jones. Exactly, mm-hmm. because Indiana Jones is just came out a couple he's years Harrison before. Ford. No, but yeah. he just came up before, so uh, he's like the he's like the not so Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. Yeah, and I say, but that's why. No, that's thank why. You. Okay. Um, number six, just edging out the Jewel of the Nile is uh, is is a good movie. I believe this was uh, directed by Ron Howard. Maybe I may be I may be off by this. Uh, Cocoon, it's a bunch of old people partying. <laughs> I don't know. It is Ron Howard. It is right. He he directed it. I don't know. I lost you. Lost me at uh, K. This is this is the better version of Awakenings. <laughs> yes, I guess you can say that. Yeah. Uh, with with uh, just old people instead of you know people in comas or whatever. It's Leisure World. <laughs> it is. You know what? It's a portrait of uh, of breaking the of the, retired life. It's, it's breaking the sort of like stereotypes. The stereotypes of what old people do in the. Uh, if there was an alien involved and everybody no, no, got excited. No, no. See, I'm saying they around. used aliens as a device to show you what old people truly do. They live it up, man. Okay. I don't understand how they had a cocoon too. There is rampant STDs in old folks' That's communities. There because, actually really are. Yeah, no, I, I'm being that. serious here because old people be fucking. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, you know why? Because they're with Kathleen Turner, who had you know syphilis, syphilis Although, when she no, was no, out of Africa. No, not Kathleen Turner. <laughs> Oh. Maybe that's the jewel Mer- she gave. Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. Oh, Meryl Streep. <laughs> Very <right>. different lady. <laughs> There's too many Kathleen Turner movies. Speaking of Out of Africa, that comes in at number five. God, that's cool. It was boring. Yeah. Boring. It was, uh, that's a perfect Academy Award winner. Then. $87 million worth of Give Me My Money Back. <laughs> But every movie that's that they that the Academy picks is like this. That's why we have has to be artsy, a podcast artsy. called Switch the Envelope. It is it is 1986's The English Patient for sure. Absolutely, The English Patient is the worst <laughs> movie Just ever. Like, why are we watching? And I had to read two the book and a half hours of this. An undergrad. You had to read well, The English I mean, Patient. It was required. Was the book good? No. Oh, the book was not good. <laughs> Okay, so it, it wasn't a thing where like, oh, you should have read the book because the film didn't quite capture the majesty. Um, Beating Out of Africa, justifiably so, uh, is a better film um, that made $94 million that year, and it's Steven Spielberg's The Color Purple. Great film. I really enjoyed The Color Purple uh, a lot. Uh, at the time, Steven Spielberg kind of got panned for his interpretation of the source material because he didn't go far enough. And I think it's a sensitive area for a white director to tell a sort of African-American story and, you know, you know, dance that dance around like how far he can push also, it without story it seeming is, like he's exploiting his actors. This story, and, and is, story. A, is a story about African-Americans within the African-American community. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit, it's even more difficult to be able to describe that or show that as a director who is White. not a man of color yeah that's that's what i'm saying so like i'm saying even if it's something with relations between white and black mm-hmm. that's that's a little different but i mean this is just a story within the black community correct so for him to be able to do that well i mean you know uh, kudos to, to spielberg for being able to tell a deep uh well, tragic like story I, I actually just like it because it's a good movie it is it is a great movie um, i don't watch it and go man this is a great Telling of the portrayal. I actually just watch it because I'm like, yeah, this is good cinema. It's an incredibly compelling story. Um, 
and it's wonderfully acted. Um, it's nicely put together, except for that eight-year gap where all of a sudden <laughs> Oprah is our main, but whatever. And the music is fantastic in the movie. Uh, music is good. Yeah, the the movie is, is really well well put together. And I think that um, now that we're looking back on it through sort of history, um, we can we can go easy on Steven Spielberg is all I'm saying. It's he did t- he did a good up. job sort of dancing the line on on that particular um, Alice, Alice Walker. Mm-hmm. Um, so it made it to number four. Number three, a vastly different movie. Hmm. <laughs> Gremlins. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, the next two uh, are really show what era we're in, and that is uh, King of Cinema, Sylvester Stallone. Rambo two. We have Rambo four. No, it's not Rambo Rocky. four. There was Rocky, one. Rocky four. Rocky four. Sorry, Rocky four at number three. Rambo First Blood Part two. <laughs> so Sylvester which, Stallone, which is problematic had two for me. Top top five movies in the same year. He had number two and number three. Okay, first of all, Rambo two. If you are into action films, that's Rambo. It's a really good movie. First Blood two. Part two. Yeah, but <laughs> okay. Here's here's the thing. Since I think I'm the only one that likes action on this little group here. Corey, I, like, really, I like action. We movies. like action. Corey's more into rom-coms. Come on. Okay, oh, you're so, talking about movies. Movies. The number one film is an action comedy. Calm down, Nikki, over there. <laughs> okay, so action movies for, for real, like, action. Rambo 2 is a pretty damn good movie. Is that the one where he goes, where they do it mostly in Vietnam? That's the one where, that's the one that Hot Shots Part do is makes fun of. <laughs> okay. Where they go to see him and he's got like the the two things, the two like bamboo sticks. Mm-hmm. He's beating somebody up and the when they then they find him. This is like sweaty Rambo with arm tassels. This and is this top. is oiled up the yeah. entire movie Rambo with a red sash. Yeah. This is when cuz the first one Rambo is him was in a hoodie running through Colorado. Because the, the very teens. first the first one Sylvester Stallone actually tried to make it be a PTSD serious kind of a thing. look at PTSD mm-hmm. on people coming Shell back shock, from Vietnam. Shell shock, they called it back then. Yeah. But it was supposed to be a serious look at Vietnam, right? Right, and someone who couldn't come back. It's actually uh, a very insightful film uh, towards that. And, that, and um, in Rambo, in the first one, he never says a word. He says he says like nothing right. the whole time because he's just trying to make it back. Rambo two has changed the whole thing. Now he's just like the action. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Blood and, and yeah. enemies falling everywhere. Exactly. So yeah. that's where the movie, this, the franchise, really becomes Rambo. <laughs> sure. Where the where the knife is there, where he's got that huge blade. Mm-hmm. This is where you see like the typical Rambo film, like a shot of him eyes just above the waterline as he's stalking prey. Right? Yeah, that's that's this. Yeah. That's where this film comes in. Yeah, because the Constantly third one, wet and dirty. The third one, he's in Afghanistan. Yeah. The third one's in Afghanistan. Oh. The second one, he's in Vietnam. Hmm. Um, I thought that that this one was like, like a the prequel to the first movie, Rambo. right? Like, it, no, it's, no, isn't it about one, isn't it about his time in war? No, no, they go to actually get him. They go find him because he's exiled is there, himself. Is there a he's exiled himself? Rambo movie where they? Well, the go, fourth one, he's really old. So if that's yeah, the prequel, I then I don't know. Is that? Rambo, cocoon. I don't know. I've I've not I've not sat through entire viewings of that'd be Rambo a great idea to have a Rambo Rambo prequel with somebody else now. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a great idea. Although Sylvester Stallone's had a lot of plastic surgery. Yes, and they have all of that uh, like you know, be an even better face idea, swap Corey? technology yeah. where they make people younger. Remember Will Smith saw? just did it, which oh, makes boy. me feel real old. 
that Will Smith is getting the facial rejuvenation treatment from CG. Oh boy. A better idea is to do Cliffhanger, the <laughs> prequel. You could sequel Cliffhanger. You could sequel it. You could sequel it with him now, but I mean, you could also do prequel with him. I'd, I'd watch a sequel to Cliffhanger now. You said you wouldn't even watch the first one. No, I liked I you liked Cliffhanger. I just one? didn't think it was Die Hard, Die on, the Hard. Die Hard on the Mountain. Yeah. Level good. I, I didn't mm. think that it was Die Hard level yes. good, but I enjoyed it. Okay. So number three, Rocky Four, which is... Number uh, three is Rocky Four. Number three on the list is Rocky Four. That's uh, the That's Russian... That's when he fights Ivan Drago. Drago. Yes. Um, yeah, number two is Rambo First Blood Part Two. But the number one film by almost $100 million. Because it deserves it. Oh, the best movie ever made. Back, Back to, to the, the Future. Future. This movie is crucial to my adolescent development. <laughs> I would have to say that uh, this movie is crucial to my um, love of nerd. The culture. love of the the arc that my life takes, <laughs> my understanding of of the future, my understanding mm-hmm. of time travel, oh, yes. my understanding of paradoxical um, uh, alternate alternate universes. universes. Yeah, our want to hang out with old science dudes. <laughs> I want to skateboard on the back of Hold up, cars. Uh, r- real talk, the relationship between Doc Brown. L- let's do some quick math here. Uh, Doc Brown. Uh, let's see. According to the he's lore, like 60. he is okay. So he's 17 in 1931. So what does that make him in 1985? Somebody pull out a, a calculator. Seven. Sorry, uh, 17. That, that's in 1931. Yeah. And he's. What, eight, 1985. 1985. He's in his late 60s. Minus 1935. So that's 54 years. So 17 plus 54. 71. 71. So Doc Brown is 71 <laughs> fucking years old, and he is not in a relative 19, in 1985 of Marty McFly. He's just a friend. And, and uh, Marty McFly is 17. Marty McFly is 17 in 1985. And first of all, he was not 71 when that came out. No, no. He was about the age he was in 1955, and they old man makeuped him for the beginning and end of that film. Well, that's, that's old, the whole thing. The whole I mean, thing. Crispin Glover is the, roughly the same age, and Leah Tom, Thompson is roughly the same age as Michael. Carolina in the City. Yeah, Carolina in the City. They're roughly the same age as Michael J. Fox, but they old aged makeup to them at the beginning and end of that film. Because the crux of the film takes place when they are also teenagers, about the same age as their son. Okay, quick, quick round, Woo. quick round the table. Uh, question: First Jennifer, second Jennifer? Go, Corey. First. I mean, got first for her. I do like me some Elizabeth Shue. That wig was terrible. The wig was so terrible. The wig, the wig is terrible. The wig was terrible. I don't even know why it was the wrong color. It wasn't even the right color for the first Jennifer. They gave her a red wig, yeah. and first Jennifer had a brown wig. Yeah, I feel like they should have dyed her hair with the money they had rolling in. Just dye her. They didn't have hair dye. Yeah, I mean, I, maybe she was just making all that money from as, older as, from from adventures and babysitting or something. As far as like, like you get to spend some character moments with Jennifer in two. Uh, I'm <laughs> so saying, you're not in, answering in the part, question. No, first Jennifer, part, or second Jennifer. I would go Elizabeth Shue. I say Se- first Jennifer. Second Jennifer. I'm she's going first Jennifer. She's just rolling off Allie and 
all those other people. So the first Jennifer, nobody knew who she was, so she could pull it off better. But I'm saying that there there isn't a there isn't like there isn't real meat there to her character. Like you get to know who Jennifer is. I thought in the second one, yeah. But I thought as the far first as Jennifer, actresses go, okay. So what are you I thought about? the first Jennifer was cuter like, and like pulled you in. So you're talking about actresses? I would have preferred. I'm talking for that about first the performance. Jennifer to have been. I'm talking about the performance. I thought oh, the first oh. Jennifer just pulled you in and just seemed more natural. I thought yes. Elizabeth Shue was just trying to make Contrived. you. It was felt felt really bad. Bad acting. All right. And almost felt like you. She was trying to be the first Jennifer. <laughs> well, she had to kind of try to make it seamless so that nobody noticed which, which a lot bad. of people if that's do. what she was doing then it was terrible hold on there's a lot of people that are listening to this right now that are going oh there are two Jennifers I don't think there's anybody that doing that oh boy guarantee there I don't are people right now that are like that. wait a minute there are two Jennifers uh, yeah. perhaps perhaps maybe people that did not grow up with these films maybe um, awful. so Spielberg uh, having a good year uh, with Back to the Future and uh, as a producer and uh, The Color Purple and the Goonies as a producer. Uh, three movies that he had uh, something to do with that made it into the uh, the top ten here. Good good year for him. Good year for Chevy Chase. Chevy. For Chevy Chase. For Chevy Chase. Actually, good- I, I was not. I was a little shocked that Chevy Chase had so many good films because he had Spies Like Us. He had Fletch. He had European Vacation. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of good movies on there. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's a it's a good year for um, Danny Glover. He ends up in two Academy Award nominated films in Witness and in The Color Purple. That's true. He's on I mean that's not, two of the not nominated two of the five. for either of them. But, you know, he should have been. He he plays a villain in both those movies. Uh, I was watching uh Whoopi Goldberg on The View this morning. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And uh um, I thought you didn't watch The View, Jeff. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. I was watching uh No, yeah, I watched her on The oh, View. Okay, okay. And uh I was just thinking, man, you know, she needs to get back to making movies. Mm-hmm. I need her to get back to making movies. I feel like she was just in, like she was just in a movie, like way under the radar. Uh, but she was, oh man, let's let's look her up. Al, bring up Whoopi Goldberg's career. Thank you, Al. The movie, uh, the movie that I was thinking of, where she she's worked recently, was in two thousand eight, Furlough with Melissa Leo. Okay. Um, but dude, how can you forget her immortal depiction of Ursula in Descendants two? Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, Whoopi Goldberg. And Ursula. Descendants 3 just came out. It did. It Wait, did. she doesn't play Ursula in Descendants 2, does she? She's, she's Ursula in Descendants 2. I watch Descendants 2 with my kids like all the time. How do I not notice that? Because she's brilliant. Chameleon. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, she's Ursula in, in Descendants 2. Um, but she she should get more like start. Like, I want to see her in another comedy. You know, like I, I want to see her like Sister Act 3. Let's do it. God, Sister Act is such a great movie. Oh, both of them. I love them both. Sister Act 2, man, I love watching Lauren Hill and Sister Act 2. Love me some Lauren Her fucking voice is the best voice I've ever heard in my life. Mm. The the other kid uh, has a really good voice, too. I know! that. that, that I don't know uh, his name. I'm sorry. And uh, what, what's the song he week. sings? What song he sings uh, he where he sings a really high note? Um, um, oh, Happy Day. He sings Oh, Happy oh, Day. Happy he day. does the high note. Ah, oh, it's so good. Yeah. It's fantastic. Do another Sister Act movie. Whoopi. People, I guarantee it would be a number one movie. Nobody would ever go to see Sister Act 3. Everybody would go see Sister Act 3. You really think so? Yes. Everybody in our generation would definitely go see it. But it would have have music and nuns. (laughs) (laughs) Who doesn't love music and nuns? Right? And like the mob. And the mob. The mob was only in the first one. It's a trifecta, man. 
No, bring them on they, back. I thought they were oh, coming back happy in the second one, day. too. I no. Don't, I don't know. The, th- the second one was just about her being a teacher. Her and, trying to, and them to school the kids. And then exposing her as not a, not a nun. No, she... No, she wasn't a nun in the first one, in the second second yeah, one. She she put on the habit. She was back in the habit. In fact, yeah. that's what the marketing team said. Sister Act 2, Which They had to back pretend that she was a nun to get the job at the Catholic school. Oh, yeah. So that she could teach at the Catholic school. And I think that another school... And they had a, Father Chris. So, Somebody yeah. was trying to expose her as not a nun. Mr. Crisp. <laughs> sure. Not Mr. a Mr. nun. Crisp. Mr. Crisp, because he worked for the diocese, and he was trying to tell the diocese that, come on, man. You're the that, one that's into this film. That's the tagline of, of Sister Act 3, not a nun. Not a nun. <laughs> <laughs> so, that rounds out our top ten. That's that's our, our highest grossing films in 1985. You want to go over the... Uh, let's go over the nominees, and then yeah. let, let's talk a little bit about uh, what Sex with Candy is. Yeah? The podcast, you mean? Yeah. Because I know what Sex with Candy <laughs> is, <laughs> well, but the podcast is a little different. Yeah. <laughs> so let's go over the nomina- nominees. <laughs> nominees. The, nominees for uh, the 1986 Academy Awards, starting with Fletch. <laughs> no. No? Not Fletch. Fletch? Okay. Uh, no. Spies Like Us. Not Spies Like Us. Okay. No. European Vacation. Of the Chevy Chase movies were nominated. Okay, so none of the Chevy Chase movies. But Out of Africa was. Out of Africa mm-hmm. won for Best Picture in mm-hmm. 1986. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So. Also nominated, Witness. Witness. Also nominated was the wonderful film. The Color Purple. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then the last one. Nope, two more. Oh, two more. Uh, Princey's Honor. Princey's Honor. Princey's Honor. And Kiss of the Spider Woman. Nailed it. Now, were there any other movies that sort of caught your eye there? That might be anybody. And I was throwing out to the room. Don't don't look so panicked. Any <laughs> any Nikki from nineteen eighty five, are there any films that you thought should be should have been nominated but just weren't? Wow, you look like a fucking deer in the headlights. <laughs> I'm gonna say that. Nineteen eighty five, I was watching Weird Science. Do you think back that that should have been? Do you think that should have been nominated no, for Academy Award? No, but that's Award? what I was watching. I think Back to the Future is a great, great alternate nominee. Should we put that as an alternate Absol- nominee? You mean for Robert Zemeckis didn't win though for, for selfish special reasons. effects or anything? No. He did not win for visual effects. That's no, crazy. Uh, I believe they won for sound editing. Oh, I'm gonna mm. say that for me, Breakfast Club. Oh yeah, the Breakfast Club for sure. Breakfast Club needs to be up there. I think that's one movie that slipped through the cracks of the Academy. Great acting by all the Brat Pack. It's timeless. Uh, it's a classic piece of cinema. Great soundtrack. It's got a great soundtrack. But wasn't the Brat Pack insane almost fire too? It was. Half of the But Brat shut Pack. your pie hole because we're not using doing that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually would say St. Elmo's uh, Fire, but I don't think that Eileen movie... Hughes. Huh? Eileen Hughes. Well, I was just trying to figure out which Brat Pack because there's like two different Brat Packs. No, there's not. So Molly Ringwald, Demi Moore, Milo Estevez, Rob Lowe, Judd Nelson. Mm-hmm. Almost all of them are in Anthony both Michael Hall. Almost all of them are in both Anthony movies. Michael yeah. Hall. Molly Ringwald is not in St. Elmo's Fire. No. Unofficially Robert Downey Jr. Demi Moore is in St. Elmo's Former, but not in Brat Pack. I mean not in, not uh, in Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club. Yeah. So there's there's a couple. Andrew McCarthy is in St. Elmo's Fire, but not in Breakfast Club. San, San, or, uh, Breakfast Club. Andrew McCarthy is in uh, Mannequin. The rest mm-hmm. of them are not. <laughs> None of the rest of them are. <laughs> uh, I would say Breakfast Club over St. Elmo's Fire. Okay. Well, yeah. 
But yeah. So Back to the Future, St. Almost Fire. Anything else? Mask? Anybody? No? Mask. I, <laughs> if you want to be, just to be honest about it, I really hated that movie. I'm not a fan of Mask. I, I never, I know it's. But it was great acting. I know it was great acting, but I hated that movie. No, I honestly sad. hated that movie. Because and watching him he was fucking, torturous. He dies in the end. Yeah. It's not even like there's like a happy story. He fucking dies in the end. Yeah. And it's got Sam motherfucking Elliot with a vest. <laughs> he does have a vest. <laughs> the whole movie. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm not I'm not for that movie. Yeah, veto. Veto on mask. Was was there anything else? I'm pretty much gonna say because I, I really do think Color Purple should have won anyway. I, I of the nominees that were there, the yeah. color purple is the best film. We're gonna put all these mo- movies through our metric. Breakfast Club, I think, is a great movie. It has great acting. It is timeless for sure. It is one you can always, always watch over and over again. Holds up to multiple viewings. Multiple like, viewings. It for does sure. have potential for a uh, a perfect score. So Teenagers does, still quote that movie, right? In yeah. graduation speeches, they do. Yeah. yeah, the this it's our time. Look, don't you, know? you forget about me. Don't, don't, don't. Well, the famous line, we're a cheerleader, a jock, you know, that one. Yeah. Burnout. Criminal. Is it a criminal? criminal. It's a criminal. Yeah. Criminal. A nerd. Actually, burnout might be the more politically correct way to say mm. it. <laughs> mm. But yeah, it's, um, so we'll add that to our to our next episode. And uh, that pretty much closes out our 1986 Academy Award Part 1. But let's talk a little bit about this new podcast that's coming to Riff Laugh, hosted by by you, Nikki. Nikki O, sorry. She can go by Nikki, right? Well, I mean, we're, just we're friends now. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, explain the sort of premise of Sex with Candy. Your ears itch. Yeah, they do. They ear itch. All right. So tell us about the podcast a little bit. So I basically use inspiration from real life stories okay, to build on my comedy. Okay. Is that what you do in your act? Absolutely. And it's not necessarily about the physical act of sex, but mm. rather the issues issues with gender and single people, um, especially as it pertains to uh, those of us in our 40s. Are you a are you stand-up comedian? Yes. So okay. it, it's every everything that sort of circles the drain of the actual act, but doesn't doesn't actually touch on right it. how people get to the act right okay the methods uh, <laughs> right the the failings sort of a critique on that <laughs> but then also there's going to be some uh real life inspirations for the socio-political aspect of it too okay so that's the candy i gonna and you're gonna bring some friends on and stuff absolutely. and make it a roundtable discussion absolutely and i want them to share their experiences as well awesome that sounds okay. like a really fun uh, conversation. It sounds like a really good uh, podcast. We're looking forward to hearing it. Um, and maybe we can have some of your um, friends come on and work with us, too. Um, That'd be awesome. The really, the really tragic cases we'll have on our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, <laughs> I just may be the most tragic one. But that's okay. uh, yeah, and judging by uh, hearing some of the older gentlemen dating qualms, I'd never want to be a guest on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't want to be called out for being one of those dudes. <laughs> I don't think they're listening. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. But um, but yeah, that's good. I'm glad you're going to be on. Uh, do you know when we're going to start seeing you on the Riff Laugh Network? Is it going to be within the next month or so? Absolutely. Okay, cool. Awesome. So we'll look for that, the Sex with Candy podcast uh, hosted by Nikki uh, within the next month. Welcome, Thank Welcome you. to the Riff Laugh family. 
we wish you much success with Sex with Candy. Thank you. All right, that about does it. Uh, thank you so much for coming on on the show and Thanks guesting for with us. Me. Uh, if we're lucky, we'll we'll get you to stick around for part two, or come back for part two. Um, if not, uh, we we uh, we enjoyed we enjoyed our time with you. But uh, as for now, listen uh, next time, part two for uh, our running through the metric for all of our nominees and the alternates, and we'll get down to the bottom of why Out of Africa sucked. <laughs> So bad. And why this year was so great for popcorn movies. It's it was just unimaginable. It was an incredible, uh, you know, like this, this whole year makes up a lot of like what used to be my video collection. Yeah. Yeah, it does. <laughs> you know, you need to go out there. You need to see movies like Spies Like Us. If you have not seen Back to the Future, oh, I die. don't know what's wrong with you. Weird Science. You need to go out and see Weird Science. I, I can't, it, That seems like one of those movies I would talk to someone and them go, and the person I'm talking to would go, yeah, I've never seen Weird Science. Yeah, that's that's Anthony that's Michael Hall at his best. Conscien- con- no, fucked up that word. Unconscionable. No. Unconscionable. Gotcha. I think that's, I may have said it right. <laughs> that's Anthony Michael Hall and Ilan Michael Smith at his best. Mitchell, Mitchell <laughs> Smith. Mitchell, Mitchell Smith. Mitchell Smith. Whatever. At his best. Absolutely at his best. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, is it is it uh, Paxton? Who's who's the older brother in that? Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton mm-hmm. in that movie. And, R.I.P. Um, He's a total asshole. Yeah. R.I.P. And, um, is he the one that died? Or was, that, or was that Bill Pullman? Not. Bill Pax- Pullman did not Paxton die. Paxton died. I always yeah. remember because Bill Pullman plays the president in uh, Independence Day. And they look nothing alike. <laughs> but th- their names are so similar. And um, who's wait? Who plays? Who plays the Kelly LeBrock? Kelly LeBrock. I just I find it very interesting that Chet would grow up to fight uh, tornadoes, right? You know, like, he and Twister oh. with Helen Hunt. Yeah. You know, it's um, so noble. That he would become a, he would go from being a militant asshole older brother to really trying to understand weather systems. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all right. All we'll right, get to so, all of that and more. Right. And if you want to leave oh, a comment shit. based on what you've heard, please go to our Twitter at Switch, on, Switch Envelope or leave a comment on our Instagram. Send us a message. We really appreciate everything we got last two weeks. So keep it coming at our Instagram at Switch the Envelope. Um, yeah. Yeah, slide into our DMs. Slide into our DMs, you switches. <laughs> All right. We're DM positive. Uh, yeah, so that that's it for uh, for this particular episode. We'll catch you next time on Twist the Envelope. Later, switches. <laughs> <laughs>